0: the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and
1: order yours at Acura.com.
0: This is the China Sports Insider podcast. I am Haig Ballian, and as always, next to me is the author of Sporting Superpower. It's the China Sports Insider himself, Mark Dreyer. Mark, hi. Hello, how are you? I'm pretty, pretty good. We are recording this on Wednesday. So the cauldron is going to be lit in two days, yeah. but the actual events
1: start today at the Olympics. That's right. There's some curling events that kick off this evening, uh, some mixed curling there. And then uh, China's women's hockey team are in action. Uh, lunchtime tomorrow, so Thursday time. So by the time uh, you are hearing this, perhaps they will have already played their first game. I was walking around yesterday with my family. Yeah, I've got to tell you, there was distinct
0: lack of Olympic spirit. I'm not sure what the word is, but it, you could
1: you you could be forgiven for not thinking it's the Olympics. It's a strange one. It really is. Um, I've been asked this a lot over the last you know week or two. You'd compare the atmosphere from 2008 to 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 this year and there's some obvious factors, you know, first of all, that was the first games. So that was it was a bigger deal, but it was a summer games. So it, it was a larger event. And of course, it was it was during the summer months. So people were outdoors and partying in the streets, like literally partying in the streets and watching bars and on the events and, and so on. Then you throw in COVID into the mix. And it's just a real dampener um, over the whole thing. You know, we saw this in Tokyo. But what that means is that you know, there are no international spectators here. So it doesn't feel like an international sporting event because there's no foreign fans walking around the streets and kind of, you know, waving the flags and, and dressed up in the, in the gear. It's also a little bit odd this week because it's Chinese New Year Week. So people are out and people are kind of happy and, and spending time with families, but they're sort of focused on other things. I do think that the that the on switch will will, you know, come on like Friday night, people will be tuned into the opening ceremony and then hopefully kind of get the get the Olympic bug once again. You do see Olympic insignia every day. You walk around, sure. it's just not everywhere you look yeah. you know, it's not it's not the topic on everyone's lips okay
0: just gonna take a bit of a detour here you mentioned the uh opening ceremony do you do you ever watch the opening ceremonies
1: well i do but more out of duty than anything else yeah, but but okay. it, but for you know i'm a sports lover but they are the most popular thing the opening ceremony is the most watched event of any olympics that's i mean nuts. people go nuts for this stuff yeah and you know if you go back to uh if you go back to 2008 it's really interesting uh just a little side point there was a video the dvd of the nbc production of that opening ceremony was released in china and all the chinese thought our oh, nbc actually did a better production they have additional huh. cameras so you kind of have like the, the different directors doing their different cuts of the ceremony Wow! and uh, apparently the, the you know the chinese fans kind of compared the two side by side and thought well NBC's is better so be interesting to see whether that happens this time around I suspect there'll be a few moments in the NBC coverage, uh, more on the political side, oh, that, that uh, may not make it yeah. into the uh, the Chinese edition yeah. <laughs> of that broadcast. <laughs> it's, be, it's very different, uh, but yeah, time, yeah, but yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be they've they've been rehearsing. There was uh, just a couple of nights ago, there yeah. was a, another full rehearsal, and there's been fireworks. Kind of here, here from where I am, about probably about 10, 15 minutes drive away from from the the Bird's Nest Stadium. So you know, the the excitement is building. Um, I'm speaking to people who are inside the bubble, on, like. You know, multiple times a day, mm. um, and so of course it's full on for them, but it's just different. Everyone's in the N95 masks, and it's pretty uncomfortable. And you know, it's it's all you know tests. I know one person who's who's just flown in. He, he had a delayed arrival because uh, because he had a, a you know a positive test of, a few weeks ago. He's he's a, he's landed. He's now had a negative and a positive test, so he's kind of in limbo right now. I mean, it's it's stressful. It is stressful.
0: And athletes and officials continue to
1: test positive. Yeah for COVID. And we knew this was going to happen. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So according to the website Inside the Games, in the last week there have been 67 positive COVID-19 cases. That's athletes and officials. And of course, there's athletes and officials that tested positive outside of China and then they didn't... Who weren't able to travel. Exactly, yeah. or, or haven't traveled just yet.
1: I just don't know what to make of that number. I don't know if it's a big number, if it's a small number. Well, it sounds fairly big to me. Of course, we don't know how many are athletes and how many are officials. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Um, there's a, a certain amount of privacy there. So unless an athlete, him or herself... Is and publicly announcing it, then we don't know who who the people are. The, the other thing is, they could be on the tail end of an infection. They could yeah. be, you know, they could be getting two negative tests. They could be back in back out of isolation any moment. So that is the rule. If you test negative, uh, two tests in twenty four hours, you're allowed back into to the bubble. Effectively, so so hopefully the vast majority of of the athletes from that number, because you know, of course, they're the priority. I'm sorry, team officials, but you know, the the athletes. (laughs) You know, like as long as they can get back in, then they're not necessarily ruled out. But there have been some people already who've kind of, you know, have been pulled and and switched out. You know what? That unfortunately that's just the way it goes, but it has created opportunity for for new athletes Mm -hmm. who are on who are on the outside looking in. They were the first alternate for some of the teams and they've been swapped in, desperately disappointing for the original selections. But, you know, also a dream come true for the, for the people who, who got a last minute uh, seat on a plane.
0: And I guess this is how the loop was always meant to work. I mean, yeah. this is not a surprise. We know- it is
1: working. I think it's important to say that it is working. They're getting them basically at the airport exactly, or, or, yeah. or very few kind of during daily screening. But it doesn't feel like there's, there's uh, in, intra-bubble infections, which is basically the best that could be hoped for. Last week, we mentioned the Chinese men's hockey team was in Tianjin. Yeah. Uh, Any update on that? Yeah, so they're all in Beijing. So they they landed into Tianjin, which is, you know, an hour or so down the road where they were kind of in camp. And they were in in self-imposed quarantine for for a number of days. But now that they've been practicing and posting photos of all around the Olympic Village, so, you know, spirits seem pretty high. Women, of course, uh, start in less than 24 hours from the time that we are recording this. So that's pretty exciting. And one of the small details that I will be looking out for when the men play is the uh, obviously the Chinese, the local Chinese players have their Chinese names. The heritage players have been playing in Russia with their English names. They've all been given Chinese names. Now, if you're Parker Fu and uh, Spencer Fu, you already have Chinese names, Fu Shuai and Fu Shuang. So that makes sense. If you're Jeremy Smith or Jake Chelios, you don't, you didn't grow up with a Chinese name. So they've been assigned basically transliterations of their, I love this. Uh, of their Chinese <laughs> name. So it's, it's, I can't even pronounce some of that. They're like, you know, multi-syllable monstrosities. But, you know, Jake is Jieke, Um, you know, and, and uh I don't have it in front of me, but Chelios is, 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 you know, it's a long one. Do
0: Do you have a Chinese name?
1: uh just marker but like you know yeah. it, it's like you know it's it's kind of i, I don't really use it i think it, i think it's been on a business card here or there yeah you know i didn't call myself something you know like uh well something a bit more exciting but this is in this is in standard you know with with China basically saying, hey, if you're going to play for us, you're Chinese, you've got to play by rules, which is fair enough. We saw it with the soccer players, all the Brazilian soccer players who came in, they all have Chinese names, which is what they're referred to. But it's just, it was very last minute for these uh, for these heritage players. And some of them don't have Chinese heritage. You've got, you know, a, a, there's a Russian player playing for the for the Chinese men's team. So I'm actually looking to, to find out, there's a little bit of confusion right now, is their first name because of the order of the Chinese That's names right, versus yeah. the English name, are they going to have the, the, the Jaker or the, they're going to have the Jake or the Chelios on the, uh, on the back of the Jersey, Interesting, <laughs> on the I don't the jersey. Know. but it's going yeah. to be a nightmare for people to track. Commentators are going to be like, yeah. okay, so this is, let me try and read that and pronounce that and then translate it back to English and then figure out who the player is. Yeah. It's a bit of a mess, but you know, they'll get through it. And a lot of the commentators won't
0: even be here.
1: I have a, a, a good buddy, actually Canadian friend from, from Beijing is uh he's in the bubble and his dad has come over from canada he's a he's a tv director so he's part of the broadcast crew coming over for for the the internal olympic obs the olympic broadcasting service and uh and my buddy is is a spotter for the hockey so he's going to be positioned between the penalty boxes during the games basically just feeding up uh, information and uh, the reason i mentioned this it was it was really nice but he hasn't seen his dad for two and a half years so his dad came in on an over, like a middle of the night flight, and he waited up in a hotel lobby. Saw him at three forty a.m. a couple of nights ago. Basically, they were able to wave to each other through a window oh. because his dad had to basically wait for the results of his test, and then he finally got to see him later that morning. You know, when the test results came through, and he was able to sort of see his dad. So it's kind of like a nice story. <laughs> nice story, but that's an amazing story. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah. job that he has. Like basically perched between the penalty boxes, so you'll see him uh if you see this uh th- this guy who's that person you kind of look you know maybe with a headset uh that's my buddy liam honestly i'm i'm i have a little bit of fomo
0: here i'm really bummed i, I really want to i'd love to be inside the uh, bubble. are we talking about tickets now Are we talking about tickets oh, a okay. bubble, bubble or tickets uh, i was talking about the bubble but we can talk about the tickets i last- think
1: you know what i think you're a reverse samson i gave you a little bit of grief yeah. about your beard last week yeah. and Honestly, it needs a trim. It needs a trim. Trim the beard. I, clean yourself up, Hike, and the energy levels will be through the roof. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be good to go. Look,
0: okay, this isn't beard watch. We can, we can talk about beards if we want to, but like, look, I went to this guy last week. It China was, beard. It was, it, was, it, was, it was not, it was not great. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I'm, I, I I'm think persevering. The people, I think that people want to
1: hear this story. I'm persevering. I okay, want to hear so, this story. So,
0: well, it's just, it's not really a very interesting story. Uh, my usual guy is on holiday. <laughs> For like another two weeks. Nightmare. So I had nightmare. to go. Nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. It's not, it's, you don't want to go to a bad, bad beard guy. I'm, I'm not going to put this in. Good story. Good <laughs> this, story. It's not going to go into anything. This is going to be cut <laughs> completely. It's, 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 I, th- yeah. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. All right. Uh,
1: <laughs> Out, outtakes and all.
0: <laughs> no. Well, okay. Let's, let's forget the tickets right now. But let's talk about... I want to talk about uh, ratings for NBC yeah. a little bit. Because what I'm reading right now is that NBC is not expecting... Very high ratings. It didn't get very high ratings in Tokyo, and I think there's a bunch of different reasons for that. Um, it's the time zone. It's also it's so much sports on right now. Uh, there's the NFL, Tom Brady retiring. Yeah, is a
1: bigger story than anything in the Winter Olympics. Well, right now. remember that they remember that NBC has the Super Bowl this year, so they they're trying to combine the two things together that's, and cross promote. So that's true. I understand why they're making these predictions and so on. They're trying to manage some expectations, probably internally and externally. But at the same time, the build-up to an Olympics, and everyone seems to forget this, but it's always the same way. We always focus on the negative stuff. And then as soon as the sporting action, you know, comes into full gear, which it will really from Saturday morning, even though there are a few events beforehand, that's when things just kind of take off. Now, yes, these games are different. We talked about that at the top of the show. It, it, It doesn't quite have the festive atmosphere of 2008, for sure, but... I still think, I've seen it happen time and time again. Once the games start going, there's so many stories to watch.
0: Fair fair enough, but I mean, also there's a lack of stars here. NHL players aren't coming. We've already talked about that. That's going to put a damper on it. Now, the one star that I can... Think of that I think a lot of people are going to be talking about is Eileen goo now you are on the Today show again. they asked you about her yeah um what what's um what do they want to know well
1: i mean she 's now on everyone 's radar I think um, she is uh, in line for for three medals potentially if she uh, performs to her potential because uh normally uh people will just do slope style and big air, but she also does the the half pipe this is in freestyle skiing. Uh, so she is up for for potentially three golds and because you know we've talked about it before if people don't know who she is but you know she grew up in san francisco to an american father and chinese mother and switched three years ago to represent china so that's the whole aspect and and i've had so many questions about her over the past few weeks i did a talk about my book to to a bunch of journalists at the end of last week and it was one of the top topics that everyone wanted to to know about and her nationality and all the kind of the inside things and you know still a lot of unanswered questions and I think she's going to be peppered by some non-sporting questions at the press conferences and she will have to attend them because she's likely to win some medals so there will be an opportunity where she's sort of you know grilled by the the international media some of course will you know will will want to ask her about her the, the sports of course um but then there'll be others who who want to talk about other things as well so here in China I mean yeah. I've I just walking around
0: I actually haven't seen that much of her like i haven't seen many images of, of
1: eileen Gu. well i mean hey maybe just clean the glasses a little bit right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 honestly, i've seen her plenty of places but like i mean she's she's done a lot of work with the fashion brands i mean she's got she's got more than 20 endorsement deals i mean it's insane Amazing. 35 uh, million u.s dollars per year according to a report in chinese media over the last uh, last few days so yeah she is everywhere and and the chinese media of course they're going to be building her up because she is She's almost certain to win a medal of some kind, and China's not going to win that many medals. Speaking of exposure, this time on the Today Show, instead of just one clip, you you actually had two clips. So that's, this is yeah, that's right. I was on the Today Show for twelve seconds instead of six. Amazing. So, um, I mean, I don't. I, basically, I'm ready to retire at this point. I think
0: the amount of uh, attention on
1: Beijing right now is it's just yeah, super it, hot it, right it, it, it is. I mean. I'm, you know, I, I guess I'm in my sort of uh, extended five minutes of fame to a certain extent because, frankly, there aren't too many there aren't too many foreigners uh, in in Beijing or, or in China right now, uh, particularly in this area. I I kind of every morning I, I check my uh, my email with with a, a mixture of anticipation and a certain amount of dread. Because there's always another two or three uh, media requests, and I was like, I'm basically spending my entire time on the phone and, and juggling a thousand other things as well at the moment. But uh, it's fun. I mean, this is this is this is what we've been building up to for well a, a long time. What would you say is the thing that they want people want to know the most? A lot of comparisons between 2008 um, to, to, to 2022. You know, what kind of constitutes success for China at these games? A fair, fair amount of uh, political stuff and sort of geopolitical context because I think that is that is what a lot of people are talking about overseas when it comes to China and and of course there's a lot of non-sports journalists who are taking an interest in these games and and they will for for, for a few weeks and so those kind of questions they don't have much of a sporting context they're not really interested in you know who, who's going to be China's best uh, uh, biathlon performer for, <laughs> for example so um, I guess you know a lot of a lot of the things that that you'd expect. Um, but there's, from my point of view, there's, there's there's a lot of things to talk about.
0: Mark, we we have to talk about this story from a few days ago in the
1: China Daily. So what this masterpiece uh, was was claiming was that basically the U.S. is masterminding this plot that foreign athletes, presumably not just Americans, but uh, will will underperform to somehow take the shine off these games. That was one of the claims. Uh, and they're also going to be behind any um, protest. So from the protest point of view, from the China propaganda point of view, this makes sense because it's like they're preemptively undermining any possible athlete protests or athlete comments by basically saying, well, this is all, uh, you know, masterminded, which is a a, a typical, it's a very common refrain here uh, amongst the, you know, the, the the more extreme media. But to basically say that people are going to underperform or even pull out of the games, like why would athletes do that? That doesn't make any sense at all there's a couple of other things that i, I want to mention about this it's, it's written by a, a political reporter who obviously doesn't know much about sports uh, and uh, references sources um he says according to sources um now i reached out to someone that i know at china daily and um despite this piece there are some some good journalists there and uh I was basically told it's <laughs> It's just, it's all bullshit. I mean, they were like, yeah, they have no idea who these, quote, sources are. Like, it's just obviously not true. Like, athletes are going to perform badly so then they could say, well, that's the only reason why China won a medal. Like, first of all, China's got to win the medals. I mean, so there's just so many stretches there. Uh, It's disappointing that China Daily's doing this because they haven't been the worst offender in the past. I think that's what kind of pisses me off most about this. On the sports side... China Daily have consistently over the years put some really nice feature stories together. Obviously, you know, they're, 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 they're more positive stories, but really good in-depth stories. Um, there's one guy in particular um, who you could probably figure it out. I won't mention his name, but but he is, he is a very good sports reporter with China Daily. He's been there years. Put some really nice pieces out. And so when the kind of the whole thing is sullied with kind of garbage like this, I, I suppose at this point, what do I expect? You know, like uh, I'm maybe being naive, but... Um,
0: I've got to tell you, I've, I'm. I i do not really read a lot of China daily in my daily life. It's only when something like this happens and it's sort of on Twitter that, that, it, that it comes to my attention. And yeah. well, yeah, if, if people are really desperate, they can look it up. But otherwise, uh, yeah. don't, <laughs> don't waste your time. Yeah, don't don't waste your time. One thing I do want to talk about, Mark, is tickets because, yes. as you remember last week, yes, I mentioned do. that I
1: might be.
0: Able to get a couple of tickets.
1: My, I said my recollection was a little bit more certain than that. I was pretty sure you were almost taunting me, saying, "Ha ha, you can't go because you have the wrong vaccinations." But I now have tickets, so this was a little bit, of a little bit of a reversal. But okay, okay, you've, you've changed, be, you've changed be the be message be, here. Can, the, continue, continue. Possibly
0: the first time anyone has ever taunted anyone for not having the Sinopharm vaccine, but. <laughs> Moving
1: on. Yeah, but moving,
0: moving on. So one thing I didn't realize then, and I know now, is there, there aren't nearly as many tickets as... You thought you were swimming in tickets last I week. thought we were going to be swimming in Turns tickets. Turns out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. I thought we'd be swimming in tickets. Fair and enough. secondly, oh man, like the testing uh is i mean if you want to go to more than one uh one event like it's going to be testing basically non-stop every single day
1: yes it is a high bar it is a high bar uh it was pointed out to me by a listener who reached out last week to say that (laughs) as the uh co-host of a sports podcast in china you should probably be able to clear that high bar by by doing a bit of testing but you know i understand there are some risks with you know, if if, if someone in, in, uh, in the spectators, the, the group that you're in, if they test positive and so on, yeah, you could be kind of screwed for a few weeks afterwards. You could
0: be screwed for a few weeks. And listen, my family just got back after three weeks of quarantine. You do you have any idea how unhappy they would be
1: with me if I went there? I'm pretty sure they'd kick you out and I, you'd have to quarantine I, I, somewhere else. I, I
0: probably would. Have but you probably don't out. want that. So, okay, it's
1: understandable. It's understandable. Yeah. Um, You know, each to his own. I guess that I'd probably uh, roll the dice, but. Um, you, you would do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I do know people who, who have been kind of, you know, they have a lot of sort of some of the ceremonies because they're fairly senior, senior people. Mm. So they've been invited to all the ceremonies for opening, closing for both Olympics and Paralympics. Yeah. It's basically they're going to spend the next few weeks testing. Yeah. And then monitoring how, you know, and unless you're really really keen like I, it at I, some point it you know
0: yeah i don't mind the testing the testing's not too onerous i mean it's just it's just the risk of getting being around somebody who's positive it's just it's just too yeah I,
1: I i mean for me i like there are cases now in china but we're still talking you know a small handful but i know, I it's, know. it's it's definitely it's kind of a, an added stress i think for everyone it's chinese new year week i know of another friend who was in hangzhou recently and and she came back to beijing where from, she was working in hangzhou and some of the districts in Hangzhou are kind of on lockdown and she was basically hiding out in her Beijing apartment waiting for a call to think like, Am I gonna get like tagged from the track and trace here? Like and they're gonna make me quarantine because I was in the wrong compound at the wrong time. Yeah. So it is a stressful time and it's holiday week and family time. So um, you know, there's a lot of other things going on. Okay, so here's my pledge, here's my promise. <laughs> if there is if there if there are more tickets that are
0: that open up, I will jump on it. Jump on, jump it, on it, yeah. And see what I can do. We not one, but two new Olympic anthems to talk about this week. This was brought to my attention by uh, the Wall Street Journal's Jonathan Chang. This one has a rap from CVREV, which, according to Wikipedia, is a Chinese government sponsored gangster rap group whose first single describes Western journalists as media punk ass white trash fuckers. Nice. Nice. Welcome uh, to, know, to Beijing. Well, you know
1: the song's the song's okay. I have to say the, cause it. there's another one we'll talk about in a second. The the production quality is okay. They can sing, yeah. it's pretty polished. I've lost count of the number of, of you know quote official Olympic anthems yeah. they've been, but that is one of the better ones. Four to ten? Oh no, I'd give it a good six and a half. Really? Yeah. Really I mean for me it
0: takes a sting out of losing Joni Mitchell and Neil Young from Spotify. I think this is <laughs>
1: It's it's pretty good. It's a stretch to connect, to connect those things, but I, lo- I love <laughs> your your handle on current affairs. Uh, there is another one, though, that, yeah, are, yeah, that okay. I spotted this week. Yeah. And I don't know if listeners remember, but several weeks ago, I think it was end of last year, in fact, the uh, Xinhua uh, Sports Department here kind of wrote together some of their foreign copy editors and some of their, their Chinese staff and put out this Welcome to Beijing song, which was a, a remake of a previous song or at least a tune. This has now been remade again by the Chinese gymnastics team. Okay, let's hear a couple of seconds of this, because you have to hear it, first okay. of
0: all.
1: So, there's a couple of obvious problems. Now, number one, I feel sorry. I feel really sorry for, for, for these gymnasts, because they're the Chinese gymnasts... Why are they singing in English when they clearly don't speak English? Like, like who's put them in this position? The other thing, a little bit harsh, they're not great singers either. So, like, like who thought this would be a good idea? Um, like I said, I feel sorry for them. It's just, like, like there are other options out there. Sing in Chinese. Like, like it's absolutely fine. It's the Chinese Olympics. Sing something they like. Mike, wait, who is this for? Yeah, also, also. Like, what is the intention? Well, you know who it's for. It's for the Chinese bosses... For someone to say we did this in English because this will reach uh, you know the millions of overseas viewers and this will tell China's stories better. No, it won't. No, it hasn't. It isn't telling China's story better at all. So please uh, look. I love the fact that they're being patriotic and supporting the games, but I think there are better ways to do it. All right, moving moving on to like our one non Olympic story,
0: China's disastrous World Cup qualifying campaign is thankfully almost over and it's hard to imagine things getting any worse yeah this is the
1: uh the men's soccer team, the men's and, soccer team um, yeah. it absolutely blew up the chinese internet uh last night i mean everyone was posting about this but group inactive groups i mean that that you know haven't had messages for months and months people were posting videos and it, and it was like i think at this point so so they lost to vietnam 3-1 they scored deep into injury time so it was 3-0 for the longest time um, it was two 0 very early on in the first half, so it was just disastrous from start to finish. Uh, and, and Vietnam, by the way, was the one team in their group that yeah, China thought well, we you know we can kind of bank on 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 a win, three points against them. So yeah, it was yeah, just just not good. A lot of people are at home, so a lot of people were watching uh, because it's the holiday week. And so I think that's why it kind of got more attention, even though we knew that the qualification campaign was over. So I guess the head coach wasn't the problem. Is that what we were learning? <laughs> yeah. So they they changed the head coach a few weeks ago because, well, it's complicated. But um, you can't just change a coach and expect the, the players to, to be magically better. You can expect them, I think, to perform better than that against a team as bad as Vietnam. However... I think Chinese football fans right now, they've moved through the anger and the despair in it. And it's almost kind of, you know, I saw one person, a soccer fan. She was like, this is just amusing at this point. It's like, how bad, how, how low can China go? And it's like, it turns out um, a little bit lower. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because they have two games
0: left against <laughs> yeah. Saudi Arabia and Oman. And really, they could be like oh, yeah. the
1: worst team in this group. Yes. I mean, people were like, people have said to me, oh, don't worry, because 2026, when the World Cup uh, expands and there are a significant number of more places for Asian teams, it's not a given for sure that China will qualify. They're going to really need to seriously play much, much better than this. They did well, I suppose. Um, you know, I was trying to find the positives, desperately digging deep here. But it, they did well to qualify for the, this, the final stage of qualifying. Um, You know, so that was something, but it's been disastrous. It really has. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about the issues with uh, Chinese
0: football, we did talk to Rowan Simons. We went really, really deep into some of the issues there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is the show (laughs) this week. (laughs) Next week, we're going to have actual sports. We're going to have results. We're going to have reactions and maybe a special guest or two. Uh, you can and should follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and really anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we're going to be back